The Gulf Injustice Podcast, the official podcast of Detained in Dubai with Rather Sterling. Welcome to the Gulf Injustice Podcast. I'm Rada Sterling, and today we're going to be talking about some advancements in Parliament with respect to the Foreign Office, and we'll be later talking to Albert Douglas's family and also the family of Billy Hood, who would like to update us on their progress in UAE prison. But firstly, we have been lobbying for improvements to the FCDO and their service to foreign uh, British nationals abroad for the past several years. And while there have been questions raised in Parliament about their support to British nationals, we finally managed to have a debate on the issue of making their service obligatory to British nationals. At the moment, they can even withdraw service and have threatened that if British nationals didn't comply with their recommendations or had an alternate opinion, uh, that they would withdraw service, which is completely unacceptable, of course. So for the first time this month, it was debated in Parliament and we have demanded sort of an increase in service level and as, as well as the legal obligation to provide that service. But this is just the beginning. We need to see a lot more than that. We need to see those increased travel warnings to British nationals so that they can make an informed decision on whether they want to visit a country. At this time, it seems that they have, with their travel warnings, tried to appease their allies, the other countries, rather than sufficiently warning British citizens. And a lot of nationals have returned to the United Kingdom and said that had they known that this kind of issue could happen there, that they wouldn't have traveled to that country. And of course, we've had numerous citizens return from countries like the UAE or Qatar and complain about the service provided by the FCDO. They have felt abandoned. They felt that the British office has prioritized trade and commerce over the safety of citizens. So in that parliamentary debate, uh, Felicity Buchan, the MP for Kensington, raised the question of what the FCDO is doing for Albert Douglas, the grandfather detained over bounce checks he didn't write, and Billy Hood, who was detained over uh, two small canisters of CBD vape oil left in his car by a visiting friend. This was discussed by Colin Brazier on GB News, and let's just have a little listen to what was said on that issue. Coming off, should the Foreign Office change the travel advice for Britons thinking of going to Dubai to reflect the Emirates' really quite shocking record on human rights? It's a question that was debated in Parliament today, prompted by the alleged torture, forced confession, and subsequent jailing of a young British man. He is 25-year-old Billy Hood, whose mother joined me in the studio a month or two ago to discuss her hopes for an appeal against a long prison sentence, 25 years in fact. Well, the appeal has happened, the sentence has been reduced to 10 years. His crime, a vial, several vials of his friend's CBD vape oil found in his car. During the debate, Natalie Buchan, the MP for Kensington, raised questions about consular support for British citizens who are currently detained in Dubai currently have two constituents who are imprisoned in the UAE. I am in detailed discussions with the Minister for the Middle East and North Africa and I appreciate that there's a limit to what you can say or what uh, the Honourable Lady can say at the dispatch box 
but can the Honourable Lady, the Right Honourable Lady, reassure me that the FCDO is doing everything in its power to assist my two constituents, Mr Albert Douglas and Mr Billy Hood, and is treating these cases as the highest priority? Brenda, there's a way of looking at this that says, okay, he was, he was, I think it was back in January yes. when this, so he's been in prison for, for a few months. Already. 11 months. He's got, from 25 was reduced to 10. I mean, that, the direction of travel in that sense is good. Will there be further opportunities to chip away at that sentence or is, have you now shot your bolt in a sense? No, we've got one last chance. I think we can go to the Supreme Court where it could drop to maybe two years. But as we say, it's unintentional. Billy's done 11 months. Send him home. 11 months for no crime. Send him home. That's all we want. That's all I want is Billy home for Christmas. Not going to happen, I know now, but we'll still keep fighting for him. We'll never give up. So. I, read, I read somewhere, Brenda, that you had helped persuade him to arrive at this yeah. decision to go to Dubai. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and we know that there is, uh, in Parliament today, a debate about the Foreign Office advice that should be given to people thinking about going to Dubai. What is your advice? Really think twice. Look into details. Look into detained in Dubai. And only that we're stuck in this position now that we realise how many more innocent people there is imprisoned over there, for a lot of them for some things they haven't done. David, a few months ago we had um, Rada Sterling, we mentioned detained in Dubai, the pressure group, just a moment ago there, <laughs> Rada did. And she makes the point, uh, Rada Sterling makes the point, that this is a systemic problem in Dubai. Now, Colin Brazier makes the point that it is a systemic issue in the UAE. That's unfair trials, forced confessions, and even beatings within the detention facility. We saw Lee Bradley Brown was executed at a police station in Dubai, and I'm actually testifying at that inquest uh, next year, and it'll be interesting to see whether we can finally get justice for Lee Bradley Brown. However, we've had Albert Douglas testify to his own beating within the prison system in the UAE. He's been transferred to hospital multiple times now, but he had to wait more than six months to get to hospital. And now he's undergoing multiple surgeries for broken bones. Now, we've lobbied the FCDO to speak diplomatically to the UAE in hopes that the UAE will send him home where he can finish the remainder of those surgeries in the United Kingdom. He's a 60-year-old grandfather and slowly through the courtroom, through civil proceedings, the judges are actually starting to see that the criminal allegations against him were a mistake, that he didn't write those checks, that he is innocent of the allegations against him, and yet he suffered uh, great human rights abuses within the system there, which is completely unacceptable and something that people like Felicity Buchan and Baroness Whitaker and many other MPs have been lobbying the FCDO to address and to deal with. Now, the issue is that the UAE continues to attract British citizens despite these uh, grave abuses against citizens. Now, um, the family of Albert Douglas and the family of Billy Hoard attended a uh, Dubai property conference, the biggest one in London, uh, just a few weeks ago on Billy's birthday. And they wanted to make it known to the British public that investing in Dubai, that purchasing property at this show 
in Dubai is supporting those human rights violations and putting those investors at serious risk. Uh, the EU Parliament has voted to boycott uh, Dubai's expo, and there is increasing concern about these ongoing violations that really do need to be addressed. But now let's speak to the families. Uh, thanks for coming on the Gulf Injustice podcast. We have David here, the uncle of Billy Hood and Wolfgang Douglas, uh, the son of Albert. Now, Albert, as I mentioned earlier, has been detained over bounce checks that have since been proven not to have been written by him. And Billy Hood has been detained over a couple of small bottles of CBD vape oil that were inadvertently left in his car by a visiting friend. Now, as, we, as we've heard on Billy's case, his sentence has been reduced from 25 years to 10 years, but we still want to see his sentence entirely eliminated, and especially given that the new laws in Dubai are coming in, which would have seen him either fined or deported, not jailed for a decade. So you, you just heard uh, what Colin Brazier said about uh, the situation with Billy and the parliamentary debate and also the advancements that are being made in pushing the FCDO to provide a better service uh, to British citizens. Now, I understand, first we'll, we'll talk to you, David. Now, I understand that Billy has um, only just got in contact again today after several weeks of zero contact and that the embassy hasn't been assisting him and he's been making substantial complaints about um, is it some sort of health issue that he needs medication for? Yeah, um, Billy's had problems sort of with an ear infection and he's also got problems in his... He doesn't know exactly what. Um, he's been asking for medical assistance stroke medical help for the last three to four weeks. For the last three weeks, we've had no contact with Billy whatsoever of any description through the legal system through our lawyers, through the solicitors, through the Home Office, none whatsoever. I beg your pardon, not the Home Office, the Foreign Office. The embassy over there, uh, it's almost like an automated service. The replies are the same, the emails are the same, the responses, if you get a response, are exactly the same. Uh, we will try and assist, we will try and help. They do nothing. I, I get no pleasure in saying that, but they, they, they offer no help or no assistance at all. And I can only speak from my own personal experience it's it's i would i lost the words i would say not fit for purpose is the best description i can put of the embassy stroke foreign office um abroad and i i understand that it must have been i mean you were hoping that billy would be home for christmas and not having yeah. any contact at all over that christmas period must have clearly been very distressing for your whole family it was, um, we, we went through the motions of Christmas, even thinking about it now gets a bit emotional, but it wasn't a Christmas, it was just another, another weekend, uh, another day, another week, we just had to get through, it was, it, it wasn't Christmas, like I said, we went through the motions, yeah, we had lunch, yeah, we met as a family, but there's always that cloud hanging over us that someone's missing, but what made it, as, as I said from the first point, what even made it worse was there was no contact, if we had a phone call the day before, or around that time, Anytime leading around, it, it would have been something to lift our spirits. But to have no contact, he did. He's made contact this morning uh, for a matter of minutes. We haven't had a proper conversation with him. Um, he said that he was unable to use the phone. The phone lines are down, and he mentioned 
um, that Abu Dhabi may be heading back into lockdown. I don't know why that's relevant when it comes to making phone calls or being in contact with your embassy or your family. I don't know why that's relevant, but he did mention that. It certainly seems like an excuse to deprive people as an extra punishment, perhaps even over this very important, you know, family time, this Christmas and New Year period. It's just causing additional distress. And of course, the Foreign Office is partially on holiday at this time as well. Things move very, very slowly. Um, but uh, Wolfgang, um, I mean, you, you, you've obviously heard this parliamentary debate. You heard Felicity Buchan stand up in Parliament and ask what the Foreign Office is going to do for both Billy and Albert. And do you see, do you see that anything has changed from there? I understand that your father is now going to be uh, in front of a medical board. Well, uh, very similar to what David uh, has just said there. It's a, it's a situation where you know, from the Foreign Commonwealth Office, the right hand just doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Mm. And uh, uh, we, had a, we had a meeting the other day, apparently suggesting that we will be going in front of a medical board. Obviously my father has had um, extensive surgery, hospital treatment that they're fully aware of because it's having to happen under their, under their hand. Um, and, you know, thanks to the, uh, the work of, of yourself, bringing it to, 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 to light, uh, it's got into the hands of saying, you know, can my father continue to serve under the current condition of which he is in, which is one arm in a sling uh, with bolts and pins and plates and the other hand broken in four places at the hands of the UAE authorities. Well, let's so, just clarify um, that because he has spoken to us directly about exactly what happened to him when he was detained. And we'll just listen to that for a moment now. Uh, when, when I was in LA, um, I was having great difficulty getting my medicine for my heart. And um, there the policy is you, you speak when you're spoken to, so they don't like you asking for things. But I needed my medicine and I was insistent on trying to get it one day. So they beat me um, uh, so hard that one of my ears actually was bleeding. Um, after that, I, I never asked for my medicine again. So we have uh, Albert Douglas saying that he was beaten and not saying, I mean, this has been proven. Um, that he was beaten in police custody by prison guards and he suffered multiple severe injuries as a result of that beating. He's had to be hospitalised on multiple occasions and he has further surgeries scheduled in. So this medical board has come seemingly as a result of this recent parliamentary debate where they're perhaps now taking action and he's to go in front of this board who is apparently to decide whether he should remain in the UAE or he should be sent back to the UK where he would have his surgeries at home with his family in the country of his origin. And I think that would go a long way to, in a sense, compensating him for what's happened. He shouldn't be have been beaten in the UAE and then have to undergo all of the surgeries there in terrible conditions without his family there to support him, which is, again, very disturbing. Have you been able to contact Albert? Has he been in touch with you on a regular basis? Well, again, very similar to, to uh, Billy Hood's case there. Um, just recently, we've had a lack of communication. Um, 
obviously you can imagine every day we we wait for news in a country that the laws seem to change on a daily basis there are new laws that are changing at the moment um but um i fear that um my father's case in particular i'm sure um billy hood's family feels the same that um sometimes the the uae government actually take this opportunity to to act even more aggressive um because they think that they can spin the media narrative um the reason it's in the media is because they've acted at foul play um no one deserves to be hurt while in custody uh, torture should be banned and any country that supports another country that that allows for it um is wrong on on so many levels but today um you know obviously we're looking at this will lead to some sort of political solution here um and what's happened what you did when you brought it to parliament has brought it to the eyes of the top in in charge and they are aware of that and my father's confirmed that they are aware of that um I mean, it was interesting just in this interview with Colin Brazier, Billy's mother, Breda, was asked uh, by Colin whether, um, I mean, she supported her son in visiting Dubai and, and starting a life there. And she was asked, um, would she recommend that people go to the UAE? And she said no, and that travel warnings do need to be increased because if people were aware of this, clearly some, well, a number of people would decide not to go. And I think you, you recently, uh, protested in front of the Dubai uh, Property Expo in Knightsbridge, which is their biggest uh, expo, and you spoke to the public about the kind of things that have been going on, and that's to both Billy and Albert, that's the forced confessions, that's the arbitrary detention, and the convictions that are just rammed through in 15 minutes without evidence. And because the FCO, I mean, part of your motivation for this protest is because the FCO is not warning British citizens sufficiently, and you decided to take it upon yourselves to warn the people who would be investors at that Dubai property show that perhaps um, that's not a good idea, that they could end up in prison for a crime they haven't committed. So let's just have a look at that now. Today, we are here to raise awareness for Billy Hood, Albert Douglas, and so many British citizens that are having their human rights violated their human rights strict and abuse of power. We're here to stop dictatorships, international laws being broken. They've even managed to get the head of their chief of police in the top of Interpol, despite being a known torturer. How on earth has this government continued to allow investments? In this building behind me today, they are actually promoting Dubai investments. This is Billy Hood's brother, everyone support Albert and Billy there's many others that need the help they're in there for something they haven't committed they've done nothing they're innocent innocent men and our own government won't even help them Billy's been in there for 11 months now and the first visit he got was two weeks ago from the embassy it took them 10 months to go and see him to just look at him he's had no visits He's been moved from Dubai to Abu Dhabi. He had no contact with no one. They put him in isolation for two weeks. 
no contact, no sunlight, and never saw no one. We need to keep this going and means justice for all of the British citizens in Dubai. The UK government should say no to human rights abuses. They should say no to torture. What type of British government allows and condones torture? Where is our MPs? Where is our parliament? Where is the people to protect British citizens? Save British citizens from abuse of power. Do not allow investments into a country that condones torture, that supports torture. Dubai condones, supports and practices torture on innocent victims. So, uh, Wolfgang, in that episode there, you, you spoke uh, for, for several hours. And do you think that had an impact on potential investors? Well, rather, I had multiple people come up to me, ask me questions, you know, you know, what's happened, explain in further detail. And what they all said the same thing was, in Dubai, you don't hear any bad news. And I tried to explain to everyone that asked me the question, in Dubai, there are no press. You have a newspaper, which is governed by a ministry of, of, of press that decide what is good for the country. So there's no free speech. There is no free press. When you go to Dubai, you surrender yourself. And a lot of people just don't understand that because they see Dubai as a glitzy um, Instagram famous uh, propaganda machine that has created this this complete false image of what it is. Mm. Um, what they do when they take uh, my father uh, or the likes of Billy Hood uh, into their custody and they act so barbarically is they show their true colours. Mm. And, you know, when you start to have human rights violations, for two days my father was being forced to make confessions at Bird by Police Station um, for several days in Jebel Ali Police Station. And coercing and forcing confessions and, and trying to, to manipulate and force people because they hold all the cards in a country where human rights are non-existent. Non, non, non exactly. And again, um, this is exactly what Billy went through. They, so they, don't, they don't see it, though. Mm. All they see is good news all the time. Today, Dubai is doing extremely well during COVID because it breaks all the COVID rules, mm. uh, you know. Dubai does extremely well at the moment with property because they break all the international money, money, money laundering rules. Breaking rules is the only way Dubai exists. And, you know, today, my father, I mean, what has happened to him is an atrocity. But I don't really blame Dubai because they're, uh, they're an autocratic regime. They're a regime of, of dictators. Who I blame is our government because our government continue to support that. They actually encourage that. They're, they're, they're enabling the drug dealer. Well, that's so exactly it. Actually can worse I, can I jump dealer. in here and ask you, David, because I haven't asked you this question, what did you think of Dubai before this happened to Billy? Did you see it as this sort of glamorous destination where he might have a successful life? 100% yes. I went for lunch with Billy down in the West End of London before he went away and discussed what he wanted to do, what his future was, why he was going, what he hoped to achieve. Not once did it cross my mind um, 
something like this. I wasn't aware of it. I knew they had strict laws out there. I knew um, you have to be married. I knew about the drug laws. I understood that. I did, honestly, to my own shame, did have no idea how bad it was. And sadly, when you end up in this circumstance, I'll just give you a quick example. You're on about the, the Dubai Expo. I turned up at the Dubai Expo and um, it was the first time I met Wolfgang and he was speaking. He spoke a hell of a lot and spoke so much sense. I was standing two foot behind him when he was telling the story of his dad. Brought tears to my eyes. And the first thing I thought was, this, this can't be true. It can't be true. It, it, it can't be. And then it dawned on me that I'm going through the exact same thing. When you say it out loud, what's happened to my nephew, what's happened mm. to his father and what's happening to it doesn't sound real mm. and it's 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 barbaric and again Wolfgang just touched on something there we can speak about Dubai and we can speak about the UAE and perhaps the Dragonian laws which some of them are but that's their country and how they want it what's terrifying is how this country stands back and allows it to happen and at very very best looks the other way that's the bit that I just will never be able to understand it's it's beyond belief. As I said too many times in interviews, when I say the words out loud or you tell the story of what you're going through, it, you, you get comments, you get people, oh, there's no smoke without fire. Oh, you must have known what you were getting into. You must know what it's like out there. Where, where, do, you, where do you hear this? Where, and sadly, now when you're in the middle of it, you realise through, through like people like you and detained in Dubai, how many cases they are. And it, it's beyond shocking. I wish I had the, the could find the words to tell you that it's 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 beyond the nightmare. It is. It really is. And, I mean, what, if what I could just saying... say something to David. Yeah, go ahead. Um, with with what he just said, my father, as an example, was an ambassador to the UAE. He actually went and represented Nikhil and supported Dubai on a public platform. Uh, I must have had ten thousand over the last, since February till now, I must have had 10,000 calls, messages, people who cannot believe. If you actually yeah. ever met my father, he is the softest gentleman you've ever met in your entire life. This man has never committed a crime in his entire life. And what they've actually done in my father's case was, was they seized him in order to seize assets to seize money. So what they actually did was they blackmailed our family by putting him in jail and then they shook the tree. And people in Dubai do this on a wholesale level. There are people that hang around the Dubai courts. Mm. Uh, they call themselves PROs, which means that you're neither a lawyer nor anything particularly at all, but they have WASTA and they feed off this. It's, it's, it's an ecosystem of itself. Yeah. And they they actually are set there to make your problems bigger, offer you assistance, take you for every penny you've got. And I mean, it's corruption on a, on a level that is it's I, I can't even explain it to people here in the UK. But I mean, we've done the boycott Dubai conversation with a, with the Roman Gypsy people in the UK. And, you know, I have managed to stop thousands of people going there just through awareness of what the fco should have told them what the Absolutely. fco should have advised them mm. i'm talking about basic human rights being violated 
and they have no idea what they're walking into. What they've actually done with Billy Hood and my father, when, when, when Rada's put that in the media, she's gave people the chance that the British government had refused the British citizens to know. Mm -hmm. When you enter that country, you are signing your life away. There is absolutely no chance that this government is gonna help you should you fall foul, even in your innocence. That's the yeah. compelling part about Albert and Billy today. Mm -hmm. Even in your innocence, they will not help you. They're not there to help you. They're there to get investment from the United Arab Emirates. And at any expense at a British citizen, that doesn't matter. And that is the bit that's scary. The British government are quite happily willing to let that happen. And trade, you know, trade before people. It's trade before trade people. Trade yeah. before people. Yeah, it's it's well, it's money over money over lives. And but it's you, just but you touched, sorry, Wolfgang. You touched you touched on something earlier as well. It's something that constantly crosses my mind. Your father's case and Billy's case, I would say, are over the last few years are probably some of the biggest stories. Um, I don't even like using the word stories to, to come out regarding injustices and, and inhumane conditions in Dubai. And I sometimes feel that the bigger the case gets, they seem to dig their heels in more. It's almost like you're given that they sort of, well, we, we're going to show you now. We're going to show, use you as an example. Even when there's no evidence, even when it's been proved to be innocent, they will still hang on to it like a dog with a bone. And our embassy or representatives do nothing how, how can we have a government that does nothing for its people you know how can, how can we sit yeah. here how can we sit here and criticize dubai the uae north anywhere on the planet you want criticize every country when we've got a government that will not support its citizens it's, it's a disgrace an absolute disgrace and this has increased, actually, over the past couple of years, I think since Brexit, as we look towards the UAE as an increasing trade partner, the FCO has tried less and less uh, to upset them or offend them. And that's something that has to change. But I think what we have seen this year in particular is the growing number of MPs who are really supporting a movement to push the FCDO to change their ways. I mean, we've seen everything from uh, Baroness Whitaker to Andy Slaughter really being outspoken. We've now seen a parliamentary debate and we have about 10 MPs now who are supporting uh, the FCDO being made accountable and forcing them to provide that service and make it the law that they have to provide uh, a level of service and to look at other countries who are perhaps providing that better service, such as the United States, who have been very active and Canada's been very active in supporting their citizens. But it's not that Britain doesn't know or that they need advice from other countries. It's a decision. They're not incompetent. They're choosing not to provide that same level of service. But hopefully with all of these uh, MPs being really outspoken and this becoming a great issue. And also now we're looking at targeting policy centres and you know informing them of these very real issues and having them discuss it. Because I think the more discussion there is, the more the UAE is going to change. As you said uh, in your interview with Colin Brazier, that you believe Billy's case has been one of the reasons that the UAE has changed their law. And I would certainly agree with that. There's been Billy, there's been uh, Danielle Crawford, there's been Andy Neal, and it's just sort of built up into this explosion where the UAE has to change that law, or otherwise they're really going to suffer with tourism. They're going to be constantly in the media. But um, I mean, look, we've, we've made some great progress, at least 
Um, uh, Billy's appeal is coming up, so we don't have a date for that yet, but I would hope at this point with the growing pressure and with the courts recently having accepted that he didn't traffic and nor did he sell those small bottles of CBD oil, that hopefully this next step is going to completely exonerate him. But there's also hope, and the FCO has put in a request for clemency, there's also hope that when this new law comes in that will be applied retroactively. And we've seen that happen in another case recently um, uh, in, in the newspaper that someone had been caught in possession and they actually applied the new law even though it's not fully enforced yet. So I'm hoping that the UAE will see the sense of applying that in Billy's case and let him come home as soon as possible. I mean, otherwise, the, the spotlight is really on the country. We've seen the EU Parliament boycott the Dubai Expo. We've seen the British courts deny extraditions. And we're seeing debates in Parliament and increasing parliamentary support. And our next step is obviously to take this internationally, to take this to uh, America and Canada. People, uh, governments need to increase those warnings finally, because it will ultimately lead to not only changes in the UAE that will make it a safer place, but it will give people the information they need to make the decision as to whether they want to risk going to a country where they can be arrested, even if they have committed no crime. So thank you very much for joining us today. And we're going to keep following this up. Um, Rada, I just it. want to say thank you for your efforts. Because no, I mean, without 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 you this would be a dead story a story it's not a story it's people's lives at hand but yeah. our yeah. government has failed to advise people what what you're doing you are actually standing up to 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 you're standing up to power i've got to say it's it's something i can't tell I mean, you how thankful you are to fight we, we look we look at people yeah, who yeah, haven't yeah. haven't spoken about their cases we look at the charles ridley case he was in prison for 10 years he kept very quiet in there and hoped that he'd be able to resolve his case simply through the legal process. And then at the end of his 10 years, they decide to add another 20 years arbitrarily to his sentence. So it's essentially a life sentence. We see, I mean, your, your father has suffered torture as we know and we've listened to in this podcast. Um, and we see cases like Lee Bradley Brown and because nothing was really done about that, we hope it is next year at the inquest, but because nothing was done about that and the UAE was not held to account in that particular case, it leads the UAE to feel empowered that they can continue to commit these acts against citizens and that's unacceptable. We've seen the deprivation of your father's medicine, his heart medication for nine months and the FCO do, FCTO do nothing about it. In fact, they did worse than nothing. They perpetuated lies that he had received his medicine. And again, uh, Billy has been asking for medical assistance now for weeks and weeks, and he has not been attended to in any way. And this is disgusting. The British Embassy hardly ever visits citizens. Some people have been abandoned there for years without a visit. And this really needs to change. So thank you so much. And let's hope we get your guys home. And, uh, and hopefully they'll be back in England very soon. And uh, we'll be thinking of them on, on New Year, of course. It's difficult, as you say, to enjoy your New Year when you know that this is going on. And especially for me as well, there's multiple people that I have experiencing this. And of course, we always think about them at these important times. But Thank you both for joining me. And I think we should do this on a regular basis and just keep talking about the progress and keep encouraging the politicians to stand up for people like Albert and Billy. God bless you. Thank you, Rada. Thank you. Keep Thank shining you. the light.
Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Golf Injustice Podcast. 